This is Cody Beers with the Wyoming Department of Transportation. YDOT is proud to help bring you the Indian Relay podcast and to partner with the Eastern Shoshone and Northern Arapaho tribes. Our goal is to help keep people safe on our local highways. Did you know that seatbelts are the single most effective traffic safety device for preventing death and injury? Simply wearing your seatbelt in a car reduces your risk of death in an accident by up to 45% and by 60% in a pickup truck. Let's celebrate life. Buckle up for life. The Indian Relay Podcast is made possible by the Institute of Tribal Learning at Central Wyoming College. The Institute coordinates American Indian services through continued education on historical and contemporary issues. CWC proudly serves the two nations of the Wind River Reservation, and through the Institute, they seek to provide positive influences to educate students, along with tribal and non-tribal community members on American Indian issues on a local and national scale. To support the Institute and its mission, or to learn more, email Ivan Posey, iposey at cwc.edu. That's I-P-O-S-E-Y at cwc.edu. The strongest voice isn't the one that booms like the thunder. It's the one that strikes through the clouds and illuminates the sky like lightning. The strongest voice is the one backed up or harmonized with community. We are all born with a strong voice. Now is a time for our voices to carve the air with our stories. Our stories allow us to grasp the full meaning of experience. Through our telling, we are healed. When we heal ourselves, we heal each other. A healed voice is one backed up or harmonized with community. The world is a mixture of stories blended in its veins, from the smallest unimaginable to the largest. Our stories have been ignored long enough. Their relevance is going to be felt. One story at a time. If you haven't heard them, look up and see the clouded blue brilliantly lit. I ask you, what is your story? On today's episode... Ivan and I are going to introduce Indian Relay Podcast and talk about why a podcast and also tease future episodes and future topics. Here on the Wind River Indian Reservation, we have stories to tell, history to share, and wisdom to give. On this show, we share the well-roundedness of our people. In that process, we break the mold placed on us and reclaim our identity. Northern Rappo and Eastern Shoshone. We are two nations and one community. This is Indian Relay, a Wind River Indian Reservation podcast. Haba dos bisihi neteena jaha na asiina na hina neteena. Hello, all my relatives. My name is Jakahe Black, and I belong to the Northern Rappo tribe. I'm one of the podcast hosts here on Indian Relay. Well, my name is Ivan Posey. I'm the Tribal Education Coordinator for Central Army College. I'm from the Wind River Indian Reservation. I'm Shoshone and Arapahoe. I'm also a Northern Cheyenne on my mom's side. Born and raised here on the reservation. Uh, went to boarding school in Oklahoma. Um, went to CWC, obviously. 
Uh, served time in the U.S. Army. Uh, served 21 years on the Eastern Shoshone Business Council. Uh, served as a tribal liaison for the go- then Governor Dave Friedenthal. Worked at Arapaho School District in the early 2002. And uh, my journey brought me here to the Indian Relay. Yeah, awesome. So... How did you first come up with the idea for starting a podcast? Um, because I was brought on in the later stages. Um, we're collaborating with County 10, and we're actually actually currently recording in the Porter's 10-cast studio here in the Brenton building at County 10. Um, but yeah, County 10 approached me, uh, told me that they had collaborated with you, started this podcast, um, Indian Relay, that was going to be about the reservation, highlighting our people. Um, so how did you come up with that idea? Why did you think podcast? You know, I think uh, the podcast world is a good way to reach people and educate people. Um, it seems like as Indian people, and as you probably know, uh, you go to different places and they're interested of how we live and whether we still live in teepees or what structure we have. Um, and a lot of people don't really understand the, the closeness of our families and our community yeah. mm-hmm. and how we um, help each other out. And, um, you know, I, I did a podcast uh, interview in Jackson last fall, and um, I listened to uh, another podcast um that included a co-worker of mine that I didn't know that the stuff he did uh, it pretty much opened my eyes. And I was thinking, well, a lot of people don't understand us on a reservation. If yeah. they live in, in Riverton, Orlando, they don't yeah. really understand us. Mm-hmm. So this would be a great forum for them to learn about us, to get um, information from actual tribal members yeah. on topics that affect us. Uh, those could be historical issues, uh, what brought us this far, contemporary issues, educational issues, youth, elders. It's really broad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm really excited about the podcast as a forum because I remember um, when I was younger, KWRR. Mm-hmm, yes. uh, yeah, the radio station. It was a radio station out on the res. Um it was 89.5, um, and I don't think it's still live anymore, but everyone on the res used to listen to that. Yep. And they played powwow music, peyote music, uh, some old country tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I was growing up, my mom always listened to it in the morning, and this can be something like that where everyone on the reservation is listening and learning. Um, and then, like you said, gap in that disconnect between the reservation and the non-native communities that we're surrounded by as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the name, I really like the name Indian Relay. Um, when County 10 first pitched it to me, I was like, wow, that's a, that's a good name. So yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you think of that name? You know, I think the Indian Relay, um, then we talked about this earlier, Jockey was, you know, it kind of makes sense because of the Indian Relay, at least the, in the horse culture, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the a, tribes are involved with that. Yeah, it's a and, you know, it's a, it's a, of course the word relay means passing it on, and I think it's very appropriate. I mean, um, 
Jared and um, uh, Will kind of came up with the name here at County Tam, but it, it, after more I thought about it, the more I uh, felt it speaks to um, the redistribution and the reciprocity that happens in our communities of mm-hmm. things being handed off and handed <clears throat> down, and uh, it continues. You know, the relays done in a, somewhat of a circle, a oval, mm-hmm. and it uh, makes sense that that forum or the visual uh, aspect of Indian Relay kind of relates to the information that we'd like to share, um, not only with non-tribal folks, but with our own tribal folks as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a double entendre of mm-hmm. relaying messages and yes. Indian Relay horse races. And then have a continual. Yeah. You know, of course, uh, Indian Relays then go on forever, but they go, they may have one in Idaho, they may have one in Minnesota, mm-hmm. they may have one here. You know, so it's uh, continual, but at different places. Yeah, yeah. So it's a way to bring mm-hmm. different communities together yes. across Indian country. Um, and it's, like you were saying, it's intergenerational. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that passed on. Uh, you rely on the next generation to carry it on. Sure. Yeah. And like I, we mentioned um, a while back was to talking about, you know, the educational value that we... we um, we will continue to share on this podcast through guests and topics mm-hmm. uh, is opportunity to educate our, some of our own younger people also, if that's a possibility. Um, because we're at the point now, in my opinion, is we need to start educating ourselves about ourselves more so now, mm-hmm. you know, with some of the distractions and stuff. And um, I think that still happens quite a bit, but there's some, through no fault of their own, may not have access or um been told about certain things yeah yeah absolutely um do you remember i don't know if you knew about it but do you remember the clothing brand fubu the what it was a clothing brand it was called uh fubu f-u-b-u oh and i did the clothing brand yeah fubu? yeah <laughs> my son used to wear have those big leather big old sweaters and have that in and yeah I remember I had this, it was like a football jersey or something, and it was like two sizes too big for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, so FUBU was an acronym, and it stood for um, For Us, By Us. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of what I think this podcast is going to be like. Yeah, really? Um, you know, by community members. Um, like Ivan mentioned, we're going to be bringing in guests, um, you know, different People from in different trades, different careers, different practices, different mediums. Um, but yeah, it's going to be by the community. Um, I'm honored, you know, just to be kind of hosting and facilitating. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm here to learn too. Um, but it's going to be for us, by us. But it's also a space for the non-natives, you know, to learn, to sure. listen. Yeah, so... Exactly. So this podcast is going to be FUBU. <laughs> yeah, it's a, we want it to be very inclusive, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, inclusive and uh, being able to reach a large group of people. And like we said, it doesn't matter uh, who they are, as long as they want to learn something that's going on in the community, mm-hmm. something that maybe happened historically, and uh, plans for the future. I mean, uh, the world keeps turning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that this is a 
pretty good time to be starting a podcast um, because podcasts have become, they've been more accessible within recent years. And also right now with everything going on with COVID-19, you know, a lot of summer events had been canceled. All the major powwows around Indian country and around here have been canceled. Um, so all of those powwow families that are usually traveling, dancing, singing, you know, need something to do. So I think this podcast will be something for them to tune into and to listen yeah, to. Yeah, to get some of the message out. You know, mm-hmm. like we know uh, families travel from power to powwow and that may be their old summer. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some people on the podcast to talk about how, like I said, COVID-19 um, has uh, affected them and what they do all summer. Yeah. What are they going to do this summer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, some, some it's, uh, it's good for their uh, um, summer powwow people that uh, make money going from power to power mm-hmm. and contest and uh some will be affected by that, and some are just a way of life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's something that they always do. Yeah. And it affects them. Yeah. Um, so if you're a powwow family uh, and you can't travel this summer, then do this podcast. You can travel here to the Wind River Reservation with us. Yes. And join us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll act like we're walking around behind the cars <laughs> all dusty. Yeah. All dusty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big old pieces of fry bread in our hands, too. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, like, the education part you were bringing up, too. Um, during the summer, uh, Northern Arapaho Tribe and the Eastern Shoshone Tribe has um, events for youth, like language classes, culture mm-hmm. classes, um, and just ways for them to continue to learn about their culture and who they are. So with the guests we bring on... Um, we want it to be in place of that, um, you know, so people can tune in, learn language lessons. We'll be having language lessons, um, word of the day type of stuff like that. So, Yeah, and you know, they were doing, of course, um, when I was going to school in the 70s, early 70s, they didn't have language classes and stuff. So mm. nowadays there's really an opportunity for our younger people to learn. And it would be good, be good too. Uh, get an update or see how effective the apps um, have done oh, in the yeah. schools, you know. Yeah. I know the Rappo tribe and the Shoshone tribe have all developed apps. Yeah. And uh, I know they utilize those in the school districts. I don't, you know, I talked to Arlen Shario, who teaches uh, Shoshone language at Fawashki School, and he just says he barely uses it. He still teaches directly, mm. yeah. face-to-face. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of methods certain people have in mm-hmm. terms of uh, how to keep that language around and how to yeah. how to communicate with students. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, that's, uh, there's very few, my understanding, very few fluent speakers from both tribes mm-hmm. that are that are alive now. And uh, so it's very important that we, mm-hmm. even old guys like me, need to learn a little mm-hmm. more. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a... Life is a, the whole span of life is an educational process, so it's never too late. Yeah, yeah. Um, this past weekend, I was over at Arapaho School. They mm-hmm. held a elders meeting over there for the okay. part two of the Northern Arapaho Language app. And that was, you know, just being in the room with 
all these elders that are yes. fluent speakers is it's amazing. Yeah, um, I bet. Uh, yeah, we were being safe. We had our masks, hand sanitizer, yeah. six feet apart and all that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this next edition of this app because the current one now is really good. Um, but they're going to add some complexity to it and start having full sentences and stuff like that. So, so yeah, honestly, even though we can look around and think of the percentage of people that can actually fluently speak, I think there is right now a really good movement towards saving the language and revitalizing it. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, there's uh, other efforts. I mean, I don't know what uh, our Calandra School District has or the Repton School District. I know the college, uh, Central Ramen College, has um, a rapper language class. So we still need to incorporate a Shoshone language class. You know, and those types of things, those things mm -hmm. are kind of always evolving. And, yeah. You know, so I think if we all kind of, I, I think possibly, and I don't know how, if it happened, but they probably need uh, to consider a language, um, like, um, I shouldn't say a conference or something, but something just specifically on language in Wind River. Mm. You know, I know yeah. they got language, but it's been just been bits and pieces of a, uh, certain parts of an agenda for bigger conferences, but I think a specific language uh, type of forum would be really, really good for, for our reservation. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And just specifically have that topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested, you can go online or the Apple App Store. You can download the Northern Apple Language app. And the Eastern Shoshone app. Uh, they're both really good, and I would recommend checking them out. Even if you are if you don't belong to either tribe, um, you can check it out and, you know, learn a little bit, see what the language sounds like. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think both of them are two of the most beautiful languages that exist on this, yeah. on this earth. Um, so, yeah, get on there. There are audio files so you can hear elders speaking. It's always good to learn another language, you know. They teach Spanish, French, yes. and all that in schools. Yes. So, yeah. Like Spanish. I said, in, uh, the importance of having, in our, in our cultures, uh, Indian names. Mm. You know what they mean? Yeah, we got to do a, we got to do a episode on that. Yeah. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. We'll have an episode on Indian names, what they mean, where they come yes. from. Yeah. That's very good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, the podcast, like I said, could be very broad. And, you know, uh, most of our younger people, obviously, are in school. And uh, we'd like to keep up on what support systems there are there and what types of uh, opportunities they have. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times our younger people, um, when they're not comfortable in, a, in the area of, of uh, school, They'll tend to uh, become more introverted, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so there's got to be some, some support systems that'll help make them feel a little bit more comfortable so they could succeed, not only in that world, but their own personal lives as yeah. well. Yeah. And I think that's uh, something that we could help share to people, whether they come into uh, the local school districts or the college areas or whatever, and um, say, well, this is what we have available and make those uh known to the younger people yeah yeah absolutely 
Um, so current events. Current events. You yeah. know, we uh, like I said, we're pretty limited right now <laughs> with the COVID nineteen. But uh, you know, I know there's there's some things that's been going on. Obviously, um, with the economic downturn that the pandemic has caused, you know, there's been a lot of uh, um, donation giveaways, whether it's food and clothing and stuff. And that's a really good thing of people helping people. And, um, you know, some of those are going on. I know they have a lot of good turnout. They've got a lot of good people that are helping to assist in uh, distributing whether it's food or books or clothing. Yeah. And uh, I know those those are ongoing. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, those kind of events are good because, you know, some people are still, probably most people are still staying home. Yeah, yeah. And especially our older folks. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a good way that, that uh, people know that, you know, and what you'll, probably, you'll probably have somebody come in and... Um, talk about those efforts and how mm-hmm. they've gone and how many people they've helped, how much families they've helped. And, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think once it starts lifting up a little bit, people will start going out a little bit more. And like you said, um, they had graduations this last weekend. Yeah. And, uh, yep. It was done um, with restrictions, but at least they mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. you know, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, I agree. I um, went to Lander, Landers graduation. I was at Arapaho Charters graduation, um, and yeah, it was really cool that they did it. Um, yeah, you know, to be honest, at first I was kind of like, eh, you know, like <laughs> graduations. Like, I don't know if we really have a need to do it, but when they did it, I was like, dang, this is really, really yeah. good. I'm glad they did it. Um, cool. By the way, congrats to all the 2020 graduates uh, here in Riverton, St. Stephen's, uh, Fort Washakie, Arapaho Charter, and Lander, Wind River. Wyoming Indian, yes. uh, all the schools in County 10, uh, Pathfinder over in Lander, uh, even homeschooled kids, congrats. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's a big step. For all of our listeners out there, while the purpose of this show is highlighting the positive and the well-roundedness of our people, there will be times when we have to talk about or engage with the raw truth. Um, Joe Harjo, uh, who's a Muscogee poet, She's also the first Native American uh, poet laureate for the United States. In her book, A Woman Who Fell From the Sky, she has a line that I really like. And she says, I believe that poet is synonymous with truth teller. So she herself as a poet, you know, feels the need and feels it is her calling to tell the truth with what she writes. Um, And I was talking to one of my professors uh, who is also Muskogee. Her name is Dr. Duana McKay. Um, we're really close. I like to call her my auntie. She calls me nephew. Mm. Um, but I was talking to her about what it means to tell your truth. And something that she told me was that it is important to acknowledge the truth and tell the truth, no matter how ugly it is. But you also have to recognize the root of that truth. Um, so for you know us as indigenous people, it's colonization, cultural erasure, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think it, you know, some of those um, sayings in, written, in, in a written form from tribal people, sometimes rare. With Joy Harjo, you know, uh, 
Harrietta Mann, uh, LaDonna Harris, and there's a lot of Indian women out there that are expressing themselves, uh, whether it's through discussion of historical trauma, as you said, colonization, and uh, some of those, um, you know, we'd, we'd hope to have a podcast on some of those and how they affect people um, personally or, or uh, more broadly. But I think the written word is um, can be very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always think about, when you think about uh, addiction and some of those things, and yeah. there was a book uh, written by Sherman Alexi, and he had a quote where it says, you know, with a buzzing beer sign at the, some bar, um, you could hear the swords leaving their scabbard. And um, so he's saying, uh, almost relating um, the buzzing beer sign in front, in, uh, hanging on the bar at some place to some of the uh, genocidal, some of the uh, aspects of our history but it's still going on, but in a different form. Mm-hmm. That's the way I took it. And that's one quote that really, out of one book, that really stuck with me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It still does. Yeah. And I think some of those things, like you said, we talk about the positives. We'll talk about some of our struggles. We'll talk about um, what makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, we um, had some speaker series here at the college, and we did them in Jackson about what makes us Indian. You know, obviously a lot of tribes, blood quantum and those types of things is what incorporates us into our tribe. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, um, it was efforts to identify us, not through our own means, but through the governmental means. Yeah. You know, so uh, at some point we'll have to start deciding who's part of our tribe based on our, our issues, our, our, mm-hmm. our own, I shouldn't say requirements, because I think... Most tribes are very inclusive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they still are. Yeah, definitely. So there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of historical information that people still like to know that we haven't um, really exposed a lot of people to. Um, but we're, I think that through the whole process from back then to now, it just shows how resilient we are. Yeah. You know, and that comes from our families, our friends. Our, um, maybe they're our good friends. Maybe they're not um, tribal people, mm. you know, that helped us along in our journey. But it's um, it, it's been a, a, a good and sometimes painful history of um, a journey for Indian people that mm-hmm. people don't know about, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. And there is, um, you were talking to me about all the programs you mentioned, uh, the thing that Ben Evans was doing. Ben Evans, yes. Yeah, with his students. Uh, Can you talk about that a little bit and the different programs on the res that we eventually want to bring on to the show? Yeah, he was, uh, he talked with um, the counselors there at Eastern Shoshone Recovery before this pandemic started Mm -hmm. uh, to discuss the possibility of assisting with creative writing in their recovery. Mm. You know, except some people... um, could write their own story. They could write about things. And I'm not a counselor by any means, but I know that there's certain, there's different ways that different people um, help themselves in recovery. And um, 
I took a class from Ben, and uh, he, he's very good at how he uh, approaches that, you mm-hmm. know, the creative writing aspect of that. And I think um, hopefully those discussions will start up again here soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the college could, uh, you know, will approach White Buffalo as well. And maybe that um, creative writing process will be another um, option for people in recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that some of those probably got good stories to share. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we all have tough times, but uh, some could actually be a, a real good positive aspect in in, uh, in that spirit of uh, reciproc- reciprocity and redistribution. We could do that type of stuff mm-hmm. here on this podcast. At least let the information, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, even though there's a pandemic right now. Uh, there's still a lot of good things going on on the yeah, there is, a lot yeah. of a lot of things happening. Um, so you know, we just want to invite everyone to join us. This is a big Fubu powwow. <laughs> <laughs> join us, uh, <laughs> uh, Robert Martinez, who's a good friend of mine, um, really good artist. Um, one time, posted a picture on Facebook. I think it was, but it said. Um, with every piece of art you buy, I'll give you an Indian name. <laughs> so join us and we'll give you Indian names. <laughs> uh, you know how, you know those telemarketers that like sell stuff on TVs or like fortune tellers mm-hmm. if you like call in and pay? <laughs> so if you call into Indian Relay Podcast and pay, we'll give you an Indian name. <laughs> you know, the one thing we want to really incorporate because it's... Um, Something in our communities, and you know, it's kind of a, um, a big thing in our tribal communities. Like we talk about, is humor, you mm, know? Yeah, yeah. So we'd like to have people on here that uh, that could relay some some type of humor at yeah. certain times, and uh, you know, we all we're all looking for a good laugh. Yeah, definitely. as humans, we are. But sometimes on reservation, it's a little yeah. bit uh, different. Talk about different things and. You know, some people don't get our humor, mm-hmm. but uh, it's 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 a good thing. We yeah. want to incorporate that too. Yeah, it's a um, lot of teasing and a lot of teasing, making fun of you and like joking. Yeah, type of type of humor. Um, and I heard that <clears throat> it's not something you should be offended by because you know when you're teasing someone in in Sometimes. our way, yeah, you're saying, uh, you know, I see you. I'm yeah. acknowledging your presence. Yeah. You know. Kind of the sayings in Indian country, if they tease you and stuff, they accept you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then mm. some people don't understand that till they get really teased, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or as teased or terrorized, we call yeah. it. Yeah. You terrorize them. But yeah, yeah I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to a lot of our topics that we'll cover here and, you know, the guests that will come in and, uh, You'll be able to um, have a good, hearty discussion with them, and uh, mm-hmm. it'd be a continual. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that uh, help bring us together. Obviously, the Institute of Tribal Learning, SCWC, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. the support of the the President Brad Tyndall and the Vice Presidents and um, County Ten, and yeah. you know, uh, we have American Indian Advisory Council that. Uh, probably would be willing to share some of the things that we discuss in terms of um, 
educational opportunities at CWC, but also we want to bring people in, um, um, maybe um, people from, obviously from UW, University of Wyoming, mm-hmm. um, maybe MSU, the college you was you attended, Jokahe. Yeah. And just, um, you know, when it's convenient for them to come in mm-hmm. to talk about things outside that many of our tribal members venture to. Yeah. You know, you went to school in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some students. I went to Dartmouth, and we've got yeah. students at, uh, my daughter goes to MSU Bozeman. And, yeah, wow. Um, they're just, sometimes we make our way here, but we go. Mm. We go out, and um, but we always come home. Yeah, because this is our home. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is our home. Yeah, um, and I definitely want to have a podcast with um, bringing in some other college students or higher ed or maybe higher training students yeah. uh, to talk about. You know, like the reservation here is home for us, um, but you know, we go out, like you said, occupy other spaces. Sure. Um, yeah. There's not like a I said, and at some point, hopefully, maybe I'll interview you or somebody will interview mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just on your experiences of being mm-hmm. away. Yeah. You I'd know, love to you left on a basketball scholarship, had a, had a very uh, good career there, college career, playing ball. And mm-hmm. uh, people read about you at home, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's uh, encouraging for the younger people to say, hey, that guy did it. Yeah. She did it. He, I mean, he did it, and uh, I could do that too. Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. Like I said, you you went to school at Rappo Elementary mm-hmm. and went to Lander, and mm-hmm. yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of we don't hear enough of those types of stories at times, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think uh, that that would be a good um, um, process to have younger people hear that. Or even the, the parents say, hey, my kid could do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes yeah. our uh, our family life isn't what it can be for many families. But um, a lot of times people succeed in any environment they're in. So. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. It's going to be it's gonna be a good journey with this podcast. I'm really it is. It really I'm really is. looking forward to it. You know, it's, uh, we'll get people on here. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of support from um, uh, the area of Jackson and the interest. You know, we had our first powwow out there last mm. September, and we was going to plan one, but, uh, of course, a pandemic canceled that process. So mm-hmm. we'll continue probably next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you know, we're all raised, even before my my time in our school system, of the westernized form of education. But... Um, I know there has to be a strong support system or some system that's um, developed by our own people to uh, relay some of the stories, as we talked about, or do the language. Um, some of our, and of course, we won't go into ceremonial ways on this podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe there's some discussion of some things that are learned in our communities that are not in textbooks. Yeah. that we don't learn from going to public yeah. schools. Mm. And, and that's, you know, it's, it's very important now that we um, start learning that stuff and start teaching those things because, uh, as you know, a lot of our old people are getting more older. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
a lot of our history in that in some respect is oral. Yeah, and, I want to talk um, about that orality. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we need to start educating ourselves about ourselves, but um, we also got to learn um, some of those things that ain't written down that are tribal, that are ours, to uh, continue to pass those on. Yeah. So we want to touch on some of those topics also here. In term, it's an educational process. It's just a different form of educational approach as opposed to the, the um, things that are taught in public schools or colleges that are very much alive and vibrant. And um, I had an uncles tell me that some of those things have spirits with them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. people don't understand some of that, you know, mm-hmm. stories and um, sometimes that spirit is passed on to somebody else and they'll continue to uh, share that. But um, it's something that's ours that uh, we could dwell into also mm-hmm. discuss with some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, of course, education, there's sports. There's, um, like I said, there's... We talked about the day about uh, some uh, tribal people being on the golf team in Lander. Yeah. You know, they talked about the robotics team at Wyoming Indian. Of course, there's basketball and volleyball, and um, that's a whole different world that we would touch on also. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as indigenous people, we wear many hats. Um, you know, we're athletes across many sports. Um, you know, we're in the STEM field, artists, musicians, writers, yes. uh, you know, engineers, carpenters, mm-hmm. electricians, all that. So, yeah. Um, and within each of those, we all have stories to tell. So that's what we're going to be doing here. Yeah, and you mentioned music there. You know, mm-hmm. all the schools are getting rid of their music mm-hmm. programs and stuff. But you look back and um, when I was a kid, small kid in the 60s, uh, young kid. But there used to be bands mm-hmm. on the res, you know, mm-hmm. five or six bands used to play, you know, so there's some talent there in terms of playing guitar and bass and drums. And uh, there's some national uh, musicians, you know, like uh, Robbie Robertson and, yeah, you know, and some of those folks that, uh, that I think some people have a talent there if they was exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um if you're out there, you're indigenous, and whatever hat you wear, wear it proud because, you know, we need you in your respective field. So, you know, use this pandemic time to practice and hone it. But whatever it is, we see you, we salute you, and appreciate you, and keep doing what you got to do. Um, cool. So, uh, to all our listeners, um, Thank you for being here with us. We appreciate you all. Yes, we do. Um, and for those of you that are wondering, I still live in a teepee. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. It's all decked out. I got my Xbox in there, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, thank you for joining us. Um, we'll be back with more episodes. Thank you again to County 10 for allowing us to use their Porter's 10cast studio. Uh, thank you, Ivan Hahu. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm really honored to be a part of this project. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll continue to, uh, you know, the podcast will be in good hands with you, Dr. Hayes, uh, to um, get some of this information out. And it's going to be bigger than us, you know. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. And, uh, people will uh, people will learn, and uh, it's a big responsibility, and I'm glad that you are at the helm here to mm-hmm. help us kick it off and continue down this road. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you again for listening. This is Indian Relay, a Wind River Indian Reservation podcast.